Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, the next guest in the studio was really born to be on this show. Given her heritage, uh, she's a half Indian Punjab, grew up in Singapore, has an Australian husband. She's just the, the perfect mix for this show. See, if, if they had to ever replace you and I, Kitch, with just one person, you know, Let's not tell the owners that. <laughs> I think let's just turn a mic off. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, our next guest is someone who uh, who works as, as a life coach to help people with work, with life, with love. She's in Dubai doing some workshops. Uh, she describes leadership coaching to live powerfully. And Sharon Pakir is joining us here in studio. Sharon, thank you for coming in. Thank you, guys. I love how you introduced me. I am the cricket dream, right? Half Indian, <laughs> Australian, but except I know nothing about cricket. Don't worry. We can teach you. We yeah. can teach you. But you don't want to be replaced. Place, so let's let's not. No, we don't. But we might need some some coaching. So, you, how long have you been in Dubai for now? I've only been in the UAE for three years mm-hmm. during the pandemic. I, we moved here in the middle of the pandemic, which is yeah. quite dramatic. I think I was like the first tourist they allowed in in Abu Dhabi to stretch. But it's true, it was that month when they first started allowing people in, and um, it was treacherous, right? I'd given up everything in my home country of Australia. I lived there for 19 years. And to move here in the middle of a pandemic where you can't set up shop, you can't set up a business in the middle of a pandemic, you can't make friends, you can't really do anything because no one wants to meet you in case you're carrying the virus. True. So, so what made you want to come out here? Was it your husband's work? Yeah, so my husband got a job out here and I owned two businesses in Australia and we had two young kids and I was, I'm always up for adventure. So he said, you know, will it be worth t- switching it all off? and pulling the plug to move. And I said, absolutely yes, because I think adventure is a whole part of life and you can't say no to these things. So I switched everything off, shut down my businesses, said goodbye to all my staff and left. And then the pandemic struck, which was quite dramatic, right? Incredibly. And, you know, you talk about what it's like to be a transformation agent. You lived it. You have this experience. People that want to reach out and work with you, you work with individuals, with corporates to, to help people, you know, I guess, live their best life, to use that Oprah Winfrey term. But what makes someone want to reach out to someone like you and your expertise? Well, I don't know what makes them want to reach out, but I do know this. There's a few reasons. The first reason is I really respect the dignity of people to live 
the life they want on their terms. And I think that's quite powerful. I'm not saying this is the path. I'm not saying this is the path for you. I'm saying, what do you want your path to be? And let me give you the techniques to get you there. So that's one reason people come. Other people come because I have a story. So five years ago, I died. I was clinically dead. I was in ICU. I was in bed for 200 days. And when I tell that story publicly, I think people are really drawn to that idea of resilience and recovery. So the people who don't know what they want to do with their lives, they suddenly realize life is short. But, but that happened to you, that story of being in the coma, you were pregnant at the time? I was pregnant. I was only six months pregnant. And um, it was it's one of the most rare pregnancy catastrophes that can happen to a woman. It's one in 14,000 births. And it's 90% fatal for both mother and baby. So we did really well to come out of it at all. And um, when I do tell that story, when I do my public speaking and my keynotes as a story of resilience, a story of survival, a story of leadership, story of coming to terms with finding myself when I'd lost everything in the world. And I, I can't even begin to imagine how traumatic that would be where you're in a position where your baby's born not breathing and then it's taken away to a different hospital. Your, your, your baby that you've you know, loved and cared for and had inside you was just suddenly whisked away. Yeah, I didn't meet him for nine days. And I myself was not really given a chance. You know, they sort of said, you know, we'll have to see how you go in the first three weeks. We don't know if you'll make it. And then I spent 200 days in bed and I had a one and a half year old at home and a newborn baby who was a NICU premie who spent three months in the NICU who needed more operations. So really two years of struggle, two years of building back. And I think some people come to me for coaching because they want someone who's walked the walk, not just someone who talks about living your best life, but someone had to, had to literally claw themselves back to doing that. And I'm really proud of what I've done, but I want everyone to know that they can do that too. And so I think that's the other reason people come. And the third reason is simply... The world is full of lost human beings because society has told us everything we can't be, should want to be, but there's no one who just enjoys being. Mm. But tell me something, you know, isn't it difficult for people to crack the shell open uh, and come out and talk to someone? Because more often than not, you want to show your stronger self, the braver self, and, you know, talk about, oh, everything is in control. Don't worry, I, I have half a million debt, but everything is in control. How often do people actually open up to someone that they don't know at all? You know, I think this is also really cultural, right? And the, the reality is we live in a society where showing what you have is much more important than showing what you have not. You hit the nail on the head. I came from a half Indian, half Chinese background, and I was taught never to show my vulnerability. You know, it right. was always about appearances. It was always about keeping your chin up. And it was never about relinquishing. It was always about grow, 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 grow at the expense of everything, including yourself. It was really difficult for me to realize so much of what I'd been taught as a child and unpack that. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that's why I tell my story so loud and proud to let people know that cracking open is not the end game. Sometimes when you crack open, you rebirth something inside right. you. And, and particularly, I love working with people of color for this reason, because I think so many of us have been taught that strength is all about holding it together. And well, Aussie men are just as bad. Let's not. Oh, the worst. Lachlan, you want some coaching? Maybe. Yeah, you never know. I'm always, always need a check up from the neck up. Yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, but, but when you speak about this, I'm fascinated to see, based in Dubai, people. Do, do, can you can you see that? And you're working with people, obviously, different nationalities and religions and backgrounds. 
what's the common thread and perhaps what are the differences between the way people want to open up about needing help in these situations? So I always say that there's three things that every human being need. It doesn't matter where they've come from. It doesn't matter who they are. Three things, right? The first one is there's nobody in the world who isn't looking for joy. Everyone's looking for joy. Mm. So if you bring something in a way that allows them to laugh at themselves, at their situation, at their life, at, at techniques, you know, if you bring it in a way that's joyous, they want to grow, right? The second thing that everyone needs is a sense of empathy. So everybody needs to feel understood, valued, uh, value. And the third thing is that everyone needs stabilization in their self-esteem. So self-stabilization is self-awareness. And I think that's the single thing that if you give that to people, you can become, you can help them feel incredible. And so when you say, you know, what's the common thread? The common thread is that I can't bring everyone joy. I'm not a comedian. I can't bring everyone empathy. I'm not a therapist. I can help them uncover what makes them feel brave and what makes them actually strong. And how do you do that? So lots of technical stuff, so lots of neuroscience, lots of neuroscience techniques, frameworks, structures. I have a series of questioning and then I give them things to use when they're destabilized. And the other thing I do is I help them tap into their self-awareness. So I force people to come to terms. And I know force is a big word, but I really do. I hold a mirror up to people and I ask them, please be brave and look yourself in the eye and see what we see because you are looking at yourself as a cat and we see in the mirror a tiger. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. You know, uh, you, you you spoke about being a therapist, but then th- that that that's where uh, I'm sure that there is a fine line between being a therapist, being a psychologist, a psychiatrist, and a life coach. Which one does one go to when they need help, when they seek help? Do they go to a psychiatrist? Do they go to a psychologist? Or do do they go to a life coach? Uh, which one is the box to tick? So all coaches are different. And all therapists are different and they vary in quality, but they also vary in techniques and methodology. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much an action oriented coach, but I have a very strong line. If someone comes to me and they they talk to me for about half an hour and I think, oh, you know what, you actually need therapy. I will tell them I'm not the right person for you. And why I have that fine line, there's two reasons. Number one, I have no licensing to help them with the bigger, graver problems. Mm -hmm. But the second thing is that I don't have the structures and support and professional systems to support me through carrying someone else's load. So it'd be highly irresponsible for me to say, yes, yes, I can help you when they actually need a therapist because it ruins me, Mm -hmm. right? So what do people need? I think that's highly personal. And some people will say they're more comfortable going to a coach than a therapist. Now, then it's the coach's job to assess should they have gone to one or the other. If they go to a therapist first because they think clinical results is what they want to see, it's the therapist's job to help them see if they're making the right decision. Either way, they've got to seek someone out. But then isn't, isn't it a bigger taboo? And I say this from, uh, you know, coming in from South Asia where uh, going to a therapist is still considered a taboo where, where you say that, oh, he he or she would have a mental issue and that's why they have to go to a therapist versus going to a life coach where you're going to learn some life skills. Yeah. You know? uh, So there's life skills and there's healing, right? Right. So I agree with you. I think there's still a huge stigma to do with therapy. I remember when I... So I I had complex PTSD from what had happened to me and telling different people in my life, friends, family, um, that I was seeing multiple therapists for the complexity of my PTSD... Um, they were sometimes really taken aback, but you look fine, but mm, you sound fine, right. like I don't understand. And I remember feeling really insecure after a while about telling people I was going to therapy, but knowing deep down it was good for me. I think there's a difference. So life coach helps you with til- skills and techniques to tackle life, and a therapist helps you with healing. And they are two very separate things. Mm-hmm. So people have to assess, do I need to heal or do I need to grow? 
and they're two things. Oh. That, that's an interesting point because I remember when I was living in this uh, small country town in Australia and I needed to see a psychologist. And what I realised was it was because I was alone and I didn't have anyone to talk to. Sure. And, and then you, uh, what I didn't realise, she actually said, there's nothing really wrong with you. You just need people. Yeah. Yeah, and too much stuff was bottling up in your head. And it made me realise that how important it is socialising and friends and families to hang out and chat about stuff and get those emotions out. When that's a really natural thing, but when that's taken away from you, mm. well, then that can be that it bottles up and it becomes a bit toxic. Which is everybody in the UAE. Which is a it? lot of people in the UAE, yeah. definitely. Yeah, because I mean, over here, you you have social relationships. You have you know a meeting with a set of friends that you meet for brunch. You have a set of friends that you meet for evening coffees. You have a set of friends that you have play dates with for your kids and all. But eventually, do you have that one friend that you could probably call at three in the morning and say, listen? I need to talk to you and it's all random stuff. So this is a great segue to bring you back to your previous point, right, which is about life skills. So coaching is about life skills. And so a coach, a good coach won't, t- won't turn to you and say, listen, you're very lonely. Let me heal that. A good coach will say, hey, I have a workshop on relationships, on building community and finding people with the same value set as you. Let me help you connect with people better and build your community to thrive in. Like that's one of my most popular workshops, re- creating relationships, building community. Yeah, creating meaningful relationships. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's in mean, an expat community. Communities. I think that it's uh, needed but certainly more than ever. Uh, Sharon, if people do want to get in contact, your Instagram page is always great, always full of positive stuff. Uh, it's theinvincible.co. Yeah, theinvincible.co. That's the name of my company. And if you uh, want to get in touch with uh, Sharon, obviously her website, Sharon Pakir, P-A-K-I-R.com. Uh, That's where you can uh, read a bit more about to Sharon, uh, but also get some more details about whether some maybe some of those online courses or the corporate programs could be uh, uh, p- uh, something that interests you. Uh, you're in Dubai. Are you doing workshops again tomorrow? Yes, I'm working with one of the top consulting firms in the world and I'm presenting a women's conference for them on executive presence, which is really cool. Well, so congratulations. 60 women, 60 women attending to grow their executive leadership. Well, it's great to have your positive, vibrant energy here in the studios. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I've loved it. And if you uh, do want to get more details, it's SharonPakir.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.